This episode of Punk Rock HR is sponsored by The Star Conspiracy. The Star Conspiracy is the B2B marketing agency for innovative brands creating the future of workplace solutions. For more information, head on over to thestarconspiracy.com. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Rudiman. Welcome back to Punk Rock HR. My guest today is Ian White. He's the founder and CEO of ChartHop. If you're into org charts, well, I don't know who you are because nobody's into org charts, but you're gonna wanna stick around for this conversation with Ian because he has revolutionized a new way to look at organizations by creating a system that generates transparent people information. That's right. He's got the world's first org management platform that's really a new system of record for people leaders. I love what ChartHop is all about because it solves this problem in most organizations, which is who reports to whom and where is everybody located? So if you're like me and you worked in HR and you want to just wrap your arms around who's in the company and what they do for a living, we'll sit back and enjoy this fun conversation with Ian White. Hey, Ian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, great to be here. Well, I'm super pumped you're here. You've got some good stuff happening, but before we get started talking about all of that, why don't you briefly tell us who you are and what you're all about? Sure, so my name's Ian White. I am the founder and CEO of ChartHop. We are a people analytics platform that helps companies manage and support their employees by bringing all of your people data together and helping better plan and build better organizations. So I've been building ChartHop for a few years. We launched out of beta a little over two years ago, and we've been growing through the pandemic as a fully remote team, 200 people now, and it's been a great journey. Well, Ian, I mean, I love the idea of a people analytics tool to understand who's in your organization, what they do, how they contribute, all that kind of stuff. You know, years ago, my cousin Katie and I got super drunk and it was like a Friday night and we're nerds, right? So we're sitting around my apartment and we decided to use Microsoft PowerPoint in like 2004 to make an org chart of our family. And it turns out the screen was not (laughs) wide enough for all the janky relationships, right? But that's so true for most organizations. If you were to try to do an org chart, it gets unwieldy. So how do you solve that problem at the very basic level? That's exactly right. And what's even more so is understanding how the organization is changing over time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially my family, that organization, how that changed over time, right? (laughs) The family definitely changes over time. You know, I have a couple little kids, so it changes very quickly. But starting with being able to visualize your people starts with having the data. I think anyone who's worked in HR knows your data can be a total and absolute mess, but pulling it together and helping you visualize it, helping you see it in one place is really powerful because visuals bring understanding. That's how we understand things. We don't understand things in spreadsheets. We don't understand them in databases. What we understand is when we can bring people data together. You know, if you use chart hop, you turn on a sync integrations 
with your HRIS or payroll systems or applicant tracking systems. And immediately you just get this visual of your organization that you can jump around in, you can share with everybody in the company, and you can actually superimpose any kind of data from people's compensation to their tenure or performance or engagement, being able to look at the team by diversity or understand and surface something like gender in a way that can be really impactful. You really get this sort of magical view of your organization. And then it's not good enough, I think, to be able to view data, but then to be able to take action on it is what's really important. And so we really built it to be as collaborative as possible. Well, you know, I love the idea of Chart Hop and I love what it does in the marketplace. And I know you've got some cool things on the horizon, but before we get to all of that, one of my earliest memories was working in human resources and working with an org chart that was fundamentally wrong because our data was wrong, right? So how often is that just like the first problem you have to solve? I think it's often foundational is get the get the data right. I mean, I've seen organizations before where people don't even know who they're reporting to, right? <laughs> right. Like, you know, or I mean, multiple people and how does that get represented? You know, sure. yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. And so I think when you can create a certain amount of transparency, a healthy organizational transparency so people can really see where are the open positions in the organization? Like how does this other department that I don't always interact with fit together? When you can give everybody that context it's actually very powerful for everybody because you start to understand how the work that you do connects and relates to the rest of the org. You know, I tend to be a cynic and sometimes I think there's a lot of opacity around an organization because it gives people power in like really stupid and, you know, microscopic ways, but they'll take it, right? And so do you see that when you're onboarding a new client or consulting with new prospects? Are there people who are just like, no, 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 we don't want transparency. We like things the way they are. It's not unheard of. I do think that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes transparency can be a little scary for some because it's, hey, you know, if people know about something going on here or this part of the organization, how are they going to react? Yeah, are they going to take it away? Right. But the reality is, I think people, when they're not shared information, fill in the gaps with their own imaginings. And so if you can actually start by just getting everybody on the same page, if the finance team thinks that three open headcount is approved and you're recruiting team thinks that eight are approved, surfacing that on the org chart can actually help like have a conversation between those two departments and like clear that up. Agree. You could address that in a healthy way thanks to Chart Hop. Or, you know, you can be like me and just ignore all that and do whatever you want to do. That's how most <laughs> HR professionals tend to go. Well, listen, I am really curious because most people do what they love, especially when they're entrepreneurs like you and they have an origin story. So why Chart Hop? You know, I've been building technology for a very long time and that led me to starting startups because I moved to New York almost 20 years ago and that was the thing to do. I built lots of different companies. And one of them was a company called Sailthrough that scaled up very quickly. And so I was the founding CTO there. And we went from two people to a couple hundred and in a very short period of time, maybe not quite as short a period of time as Chardhop has, but you know, in that two to three year time zone. And we were hiring, we were scaling, we were figuring out process. We were really doing all the things you have to do as you scale an organization. And for me, 
I had managed teams before, but this was the first time really having to lead a large and growing organization. And it felt to me that the most important thing we had to do as a company was build a great people strategy and build a great culture. And the tools that existed to do that, to help me like just organize and understand and visualize my organization didn't exist. There was HR software, which lets you usually store information, but it didn't really help you get the answers that you wanted to have. So I'd wind up pulling everything together on a bunch of spreadsheets like you do. I mean, HR people have a million spreadsheets for absolutely everything. And spreadsheets have lots of problems. They don't create transparency. They don't automatically update. They're very difficult to share information without it being all or nothing. And I'm an engineer. I said, maybe I can build something. And I really built the thing that I wish I had had scaling my last company. And I think one of the things about ChartHop today is I'm probably one of the biggest power users of our software because we're growing so fast ourselves. So I've always loved building technology that solves people problems. I think tech is only interesting insofar as it actually helps people or, you know, it's not interesting for its own sake. And so I just love going to all these different people, teams, and organizations and being able to really show something new that they've never seen before that can actually solve a whole bunch of problems. Well, I know you're passionate about solving people-related problems, and I actually admire that. And you're doing something cool these days, especially around ChartHop Basics. So tell me about that. So ChartHop Basic is something that I've wanted to do since I started the company, which is make every company, every company should be able to have a transparent org chart for everyone in the company. And that should be something that is just a fundamental part of the tools that every single company has. I mean, we're not breaking ground here, right? You should know who you work with, who works for you, who you report to. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, why don't companies have that for real? And a lot of the times it comes down to technology. It comes down to not having the time to keep it updated. There's lots of different challenges. And so I said, listen, why don't we just make a version of ChartHop free. Just make it possible for every single company in the world to sign up to start sharing a transparent version of their org with their organization and just get started. Like sign up, turn on a sync with your payroll system and you get this amazing visualization and you can actually share it with up to 150 people throughout your organization again for free. And just wanted to launch that. It's definitely something new in the space. And we launched it last week, actually, as we record this. And it's been amazing to see how many people have signed up. Well, yeah. Tell me about the market reaction to that and the conversations you're having, because a lot of times people hear, oh, there's a new tech out there and it's free and they're skeptical. But this is actually, it adds to the conversation around transparency, around diversity, around inclusion. So what are you hearing from people? I think people have been really, really excited. There have been so many people who've just heard about ChartHop or know someone who's using it. And just being able to go from hearing about something to trying it out right away is really, really impactful. And I mean, even just in the early signups, I've seen all kinds of organizations sign up, small nonprofits and like all kinds of different organizations. So being able to have that impact is really awesome. And we're in the fortunate position of we've got a lot of different features of our product and we can sell some of those, but some of those I just want everybody to have and be able to try out. That's been really rewarding so far. 
Well, you know, it's amazing to me because as an entrepreneur, and this is something I admire in so many people, you know, you're working on solving problems. You're also trying to be of service, but you're looking to build your company and you're growing and you're trying to create value. And you just went through a rebranding, if I'm not mistaken, on top of all of this. So you're introducing something to the marketplace, but you're also reintroducing yourself. So what's that like to go through that exercise? I think as a founder, it's an emotional process. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Branding, right? I mean, we looked at everything. We looked at changing the name, which we did not do. But really what we did, it was a really productive exercise of going back to what's foundational or fundamental about our brand. Like, what do we exist to do? And Oh, wait, what did you discover about your brand when you were looking back and what's foundational about it? Well, I think it's starting with helping people manage and support their people is really important. Both manage and support, they go together. And I think one thing we looked at was the sense of joy that we want to bring with our product and like the bunny which has been a sort of like brand element since the beginning is bunnies have a lot of motion and they move quickly and bunnies are approachable. We wanted to capture a lot of the brand attributes of the bunny and we kept the bunny, but the bunny evolved. The bunny changed colors. The bunny went from blue to purple and the bunny looked a little out of different logos. And it's a lot of fun doing a rebrand, but it also forces you to sort of confront first principles and think about what you are and what you are not. I bet it also forces you to think about where you want to go in the future. Because when you create a brand, it's almost like you have to also really make sure it syncs up with your product roadmap, right? And where you want to go in the marketplace. So when you look forward into 2022 and beyond, you know, you're really all about transparent people data and knitting together an organization, helping an organization know itself, right? To be more profitable, to drive more revenue. So where are you headed? Where is Chardhop headed with this new brand? Well, we really want to help every single organization in the world know itself better and not just become more profitable, although we certainly hope we can do that, but help give employees a better sense of belonging, help people teams better support every manager and every employee in the company, help drive diversity, equity, and inclusion by giving companies a real lens on how they're tracking in different areas. We want to really just help lots of different companies. And so I think as we, um, we've got a lot more planned of releases we've got coming out this year, they're all going to be oriented at helping companies better build and scale and become more inclusive versions of themselves. You know, one of the questions that I get from people who are kind of looking at software out there and that are in the marketplace is they want to know, are these vendors going to be at any shows this year? Are they going anywhere? And should I go anywhere, right? Should I, as chief people officer, go to an HR tech or go to an HR conference? So are you going anywhere? Are you going to be anywhere that people can actually interact and meet with Charthop? Yeah, definitely. It's been great in this, I don't want to call it post-pandemic because it's still going. Because people still get sick. Yeah, yeah. People still still get sick. But in the era we're now in of the pandemic, where people are going to events, I would say I went to HR Tech last fall and was a little less well attended than in some past years, I'd say. But HR Transform, we were just at and we're going to unleash in just a couple of weeks. We're really trying to get out there and see and meet as many customers as we can. There's nothing better than meeting one of our customers in person. And so I love that. And we're going to be out at really every event we can go to. It's amazing. When you were going through COVID as an organization, you know, you're out there now, right? You're like, we're back. Everybody's back. But what was it like during 
COVID? Are you fully remote, your organization? Do you have offices? Like, what's it like? We embraced remote. I mean, we were only eight people when the pandemic hit. And, um, and I what think are you now? about 200. And that's yeah. huge growth, dude, during a pandemic. And so very early on. Forever. Yeah, very early on. I, I mean, I really had to kind of make a call of what were we going to do? do. I mean, we had a WeWork that I'd signed a six-month commit to on January 15th. That didn't work out so well. Yeah. Wait, did Adam Newman keep your money though? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, believe me. But very early on, I really looked at it and I said, listen, we are never, I said this in like May 2020, we are never going to make anybody go to an office. We may have an office in the future, but we're never going to require that of anyone who works for ChartHop. And sort of just making that call really helped us really open things up and be able to recruit, you know, a couple hundred people in a fairly short time, right? Because we've been able to hire from all over the US and there's great talent in every single state. And my last company, we had offices in New York and SF and London, but we pretty much had to hire out of those cities. And it's an amazing thing to be able to build a truly remote culture from across the country and potentially across the world. It's really amazing to me because you're like so many organizations out there in our industry where you're trying to solve problems that you yourself are tackling in real time. I just wonder what that does like cognitively. (laughs) It's like, oh my goodness, you're helping organizations wrap their arms around people and talent when you yourself are trying to do that. I mean, it either makes you really tired or really inspired, maybe a little bit of both. Maybe a little of both, mostly inspired. There's like this sort of meta aspect to the business where just the better we make our product, the more we help ourselves as well as helping all of our customers grow. And it's definitely the very early days when we were like eight people, there was less maybe need for a product like ours. But now at 200, I could not imagine running the business without it. My goodness. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing thing. Well, I'm so excited for what the future has in store for you, for ChartHop, for your organization. There's one thing you'd like to leave people with today, an understanding of who you are, who your business is. What would that be? I would say if you want to give your organization a little bit more transparency, a little bit more of a view and an understanding of itself, just go to charthop.com. We can set you up. You just sign up and you'll be able to see and experience your organization in a whole new way. Well, Ian, I am so excited to see what the future holds for ChartHop. And I might jump on there and try to do my family tree again with ChartHop. (laughs) (laughs) It's even more complex than it was 20 years ago, but I'll get Katie on this. We're on it. We'll get some champagne. It's going to be great. And I'm so pleased you were on the show today. Thanks again for being a guest on Punk Rock HR. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Punk Rock HR. We are proudly underwritten by The Star Conspiracy. The Star Conspiracy is the B2B marketing agency for innovative brands creating the future of workplace solutions. For more information, head on over to thestarconspiracy.com. Punk Rock HR is produced and edited by RepCap with special help from Michael Thibodeau and Devin McGrath. For more information, show notes, links, and resources, head on over to punkrockhr.com. Now that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.